Should I do the Chris Ryan intro? Hello! You're listening to Nostalgia, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. I'm Pat Sheehan, and I'm here with my co-host. He just finished his Hamilton audition tape, Dave Martinson. Actually, just entered the lottery again today. Didn't get in. Are you just gonna enter the lottery every day to break exactly. your own heart? You're never gonna get picked. You find out at like four fifteen if it's a night show, and if I did get it, I would have to haul so much ass to get from Albany to New York City. Uh, in time. That that's actually a really awesome picture of you just driving down eighty seven in your little red car doing like hundred and ten, weaving in and out of traffic. Yeah, like I think it'd be more heartbreaking to win the Hamilton lottery and then f up and not get in. Or get, get to the, the box office later or whatever. You could just sell them on SeatGeek for whatever price at that point. That's true. But, but that do you was... actually have to be at the box office to get the tickets? You have to pay for them within a certain amount of time. I, I believe that's online, though. Ah. Yeah, so, I don't know. But Hamilton, after we talked about it last week, it's killing it, man. Yeah, I'm really into Hamilton right now. The song Wait For It, which is uh, Leslie Odom Jr.'s best song, Aaron Burr, kills it. That song is so fantastic. I've listened to that song probably 50 times in the past week or so i know uh, it's really really hits me good and yeah the hamilton album is rising fast it's the number three overall album on billboard right now and the number one rap album which is pretty crazy that, that's actually incredibly crazy that it is the number one rap album especially yeah. because it's been out longer than coloring book the life of pablo it's yeah. been out since christmas like before christmas exactly time. it's been bubbling and rising the hype it's got that post tony's hype exactly got that cordon bump I got that Hamilton fever <laughs> one day. So we got we got a packed show today, but we're going to start off with something a little sad. So Chekhov, he left the Enterprise, man. I know, it sucks. Anton Yelkin. Yeah, young actor. 27. 27. So he died in a freak accident where his car rolled onto him. Yeah, apparently that model of, I think it was SUV. He had a recall, right? Yeah, unfortunate circumstances. But yeah, I really liked Anton Yelkin and Star Trek as Chekhov. He was uh, really charming. Yeah. Actually, in, a, in, the, in the new J.J. Abrams Star Trek, mm-hmm. and he'll be in Star Trek Beyond coming out in July. Right. So yeah, really unfortunate. And uh, I know his movie, indie movie Green Room, he's got really high praise for that too. So but unfortunate. I think Chekhov is his most well-known role. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Sean McKenna, mentioned Charlie Bartlett as a movie that he really enjoyed, and he said that Yelkin was the star of that movie. Mm. He star of Green Room, too. So, it would be interesting to see him in that. However, my favorite acting performance by him is in the Broken Bells song, Holding On For Life, where it's him and Kate Mara on a different ah, planet. Do you love Kate Mara? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? And it, it was right after Such she got margin. killed off of on uh, House of Cards. House of Cards, yeah. Spoilers, bro. Yeah, spoilers if you haven't watched season two of House of Cards. So, by the way, shout out IMDb for that. Yeah, correct. IMDb, get your shit together because he was not in After the Disco by Broken Bells of music video. He's in Holding On for Life. So, IMDb, get your fucking shit together. Hot take: IMDb is trash. Yeah, I I, I never use IMDb. I I just use it because it's in list form and Wikipedia all day. Wikipedia and Rotten Tomatoes by far the best sites to go to for any of this kind of stuff. Oh, the Star Meter. Right. You really care about that? No, because no. the star meter doesn't mean anything. And like IMDb's rating scale, which is really well known and whatnot, it's all user rated. So there's always that those assholes that are like, oh, well, it's too high, so I have to give it a 1 out of 10 to normalize the rating. So people like you and I can give our favorite movie, Gods of Egypt, 
and <laughs> what's the fucking uh, in, teen one? Insurgent. Yes, Insurgent. Divergent 3, yeah. Maze Runner 2. We can give all them 10 stars on IMDb. Yeah. And, and 11 and, stars. Fuck, they'll get another one in there. Yeah, exactly. So, RIP Anton Yelkin, young actor gone yeah, way too soon. Speaking of stars, though, Tittle Swift, dog. Tittle Swift. Is Man, that work on it? I, I, so he, here's, here, here's the thing. I actually wanted to go for Swiddleston. I don't, Ooh, I don't know. there's an extra syllable. People aren't going to like that. Mm, I don't know. Swiddleston? Swiddleston? I kind of like that. Hiddleston, Swift. right? Swift. Hiddleston? Basically, it's just Taylor Swift's new side piece, Tom in my Swift. opinion. But, I mean, is this a power couple? Tom Hiddleston and Taylor Swift? No, it's not a power couple. Wow. Tom Hiddleston? I would say that's a hot take. Tom Hiddleston isn't famous enough. He's I, blowing up right I've now. I've known who he is forever, obviously. So have you, but like... Tom he's, He's no, he's no Calvin Harris, highest grossing DJ of the year the past like three years, and it's not even close. Calvin well, Harris is insanely huge. Just because he's not as famous as Calvin Harris doesn't mean this isn't a power couple, Dave. It's a power couple if Tom Hiddleston gets James Bond. Gets James Bond. He's fucking Loki. Dave, he's Loki. Yeah, like, he gets his ass beat by the Hulk in the Avengers. But... Unlike in the Avengers, he gets to give Taylor Swift Thor's hammer every night. Now, oh, that's so. true. That is that's a. Uh... He comes back. He's the only one who can wield the hammer. <laughs> I wonder if this is just a a power political move for Taylor to do the next Bond song. That I was actually thinking, what if she wants to be in the next James Bond? Mm, but, as a Bond girl, yeah, maybe a Bond girl or as a, I don't know, but I could see her wanting to move into that. Sphere. She has in a little bit, I think, but it's not nothing crazy. You know, I can definitely see that. Her, her music videos are moving to much more theatrical. I mean, her yeah. her last one. Bad Blood one. Yeah, Bad Blood with Kendrick Lamar, yeah, who I, I tried to forget he was ever in that song. But, uh, uh, yeah, she had basically every, like, strong female like, in, in Hollywood. Yeah, Karen Delevingne. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I just want to move this into a bigger discussion of what do you think of Taylor Swift? Like, what's your opinion of her? I mean, yeah, Taylor Swift, like, taking on YouTube right now after, like, going after Spotify and streaming last year, is like, I'm sorry, but no one sympathizes about billionaires that are mad they don't get paid enough. Right. And the whole basis of title, and Jay-Z, and all the Kanye, and Daft mm-hmm. Punk, and Gaga, Beyonce, and yada yada, and they all pitch title. It's like, oh, it's for the artists, and, and it's for the artists that aren't famous like us that need the help. Like, no, it's not. No, it's a, no, it's it's a streaming service. Streaming services are not good for artists. They never will be, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, that's what the market demands. Right. And Taylor Swift said, if you're not even going to go after YouTube, which is free for you know, all us peons, us plebeians out here that aren't as wealthy and talented as you, you know, I just don't know where you're going to draw the line. Like You're never going to be satisfied with how much you get paid for stuff that consumers enjoy for free. I'm going to throw... Keep charging more for your concerts and more for your merch because that's where you're going to get your money from and your endorsements. You know this, so leave YouTube alone. I'm gonna I think speak, it's bullshit. I'm going to speak to Taylor Swift right now. Taylor, I know you're listening to this. Mm. I want to tell you something. If you really hate streaming services and you want to get paid fairly, stop putting any of your albums out on any kind of streaming service yeah. or digital platform. Nah, don't make an alliance make, with Apple Music. Make only vinyls. Let's see how popular you are then. Let's yeah. see how rich you become. Also, think about... She wants to do the next Bond song, if that is the case. She has to be with Tom Hiddleston for a while, because Bond is not like going into pre-production right, right now. I don't even know they have a script for this movie, let alone <laughs> a score. So, that, it, this is this is two years away, minimum. Hiddle Swift will be around for the long haul, it's looking like. Yeah, so. it has to be, apparently. We'll see. There's, there's that video of them like, dancing, that's apparently how they met. I don't want to watch it's that like, video at, at all. the Met Gala. Yeah. It, did I ever tell you, it kind of weirds me out how blonde Tom Hiddleston's hair is? Like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like his hair shouldn't be that blonde. 
I, I only see him with like dark hair now yeah, well, after Loki, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Like the blonde hair really weirds me out. So mm. fair enough. But two blonde-haired people together, and we'll have to see where that new power couple yeah. goes. If you have a thought on what Tom Hiddleston cross Taylor Swift couple nickname, a la Brangelina should be, tweet at the show, at NowStyleJapod, and let us know what you think is the best choice, because there's some options. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll throw a Twitter poll out and see what we get. I think we should definitely put... Swiftleston in there. Swiftleston. We just have to make it long and annoying. Yeah. So now, this might be the most excited I've ever been to talk about anything. Set- well, actually, no. Life of Pablo, I was wicked excited to talk about. Mm, that was episode but, two, though. You know? Yeah, was, so. Like, we're, we're in the shit now. Right. Now now we're in the muck, and we're, we're climbing out with maybe the crappiest, but I think also probably the most entertaining show on TV, The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette. So, Team Wells all day, baby. <laughs> so I, I definitely want to talk about Wells, but we need to give a little background here. So Dave, yeah, how big of a Bachelorette fan are you? If you follow me on Twitter, at Martin Swagger, you know that I call out bandwagon sports fans on the regular. Fuck Golden State, by the way. That being <laughs> said, did I just jump on the Bachelorette bandwagon five, four weeks in or whatever? You're damn right. You're damn right I did. I, I'm really pissed that I didn't get a bracket. <laughs> Because you know anything about me. If you follow me on Twitter, at Martin Swagger, you would know that I am obsessed with fantasy sports. I do fantasy movie league right now, because I can't get <laughs> enough of this shit. Is DraftKings legal in New York right now? Yes, it fucking it is. is. I'm going to win some more money. Point is, I like brackets. I like wagering on things I only kind of can control. The Bachelor bracket is right up my alley. Unfortunately, I didn't get in on it. But I watched a few an episode and a half, two episodes over the weekend, and I am sold. This shit is hilarious. Yeah, we talked last week about what the funniest shows on TV are. Right. The funniest scripted shows, absolutely Silicon Valley, Veep, Broad City, Correct. whichever one yes. you want to pick. The Bachelorette is maybe the funniest unscripted. I say that with air quotes because it probably is fucking scripted. Overproduced. But, <laughs> yes, absolutely. But this show is enthralling every week, and it is overproduced, but it's so perfect. You have... JoJo this season, who mm. I, I, I've been I've been on on the Bachelor Bachelorette ride for a while. Was now. she your choice last oh, for Bachelor? She was my second. I've choice. been picking up on like the storylines. You know, I'm new to this game. I, I was big on Kayla, and unfortunately, I think she just didn't have the personality for it. JoJo had a ton of a ton more like social media presence than than Kayla, so mm. that actually that, matters that, in this that world. Is big, that is big. But basically, this season JoJo's on. She's very attractive woman. She mm. had her heart broken by Ben last season mm. when he. He told both Lauren B and her that he was in love with them, and then he had to not <laughs> marry one of them, which was probably one of my favorite moments ever on television. That's awesome. How I, often does that happen on the show? I think it was These the first time. Kind of old, are they not? Like, yeah, it's been going on for. That's like what 2008. Yeah, it's, like it's it's I think it's getting close to a decade at this point. But anyways, so. Where we're picking up, right? There's eight contestants left after this. Core eight, right? But this the last three or four episodes have been based around a man named Chad. And Chad is maybe the greatest villain in Bachelor, Bachelorette history, at least my history. R.I.P. Chad, yo. He should still be in. So, Dave, can you describe Chad to people? Chad tells no lies. Chad... (laughs) He tells only lies. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible start to this description. (laughs) Chad is really upfront, really frank, really gruff guy. He tells it how it is in terms of how he acts and he didn't want to uh you know bullshit around <laughs> with a girl he didn't really know and he made that clear 
And what happened? Alex and all the other dicks in the <laughs> Bachelorette house turned on him. And what happened? Chad was villainized and eliminated, and it's unfortunate because he was the best aspect of the show. But the producers are going to regret this very soon. So maybe the best way to describe Chad is he's a steroided up action figure. Yeah, he has some pull-ups with like the weight belt. Yeah, he, but but the, the weight belt was his suitcase filled with like melons. Like it wasn't like he was like I can't just do regular push-ups here. I need to add the When he was belt. eating all the meat at oh, the cocktail the, party. And, and then he got the meat sweats. So that was The meat sweats are a super real thing by the way. They are. Yeah, too much protein. Too much protein. But so th- basically what happened with Chad is Chad tra- he tried to keep it 100. He didn't keep mm. it 100 at all. He threatened people with violence. He, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. He he literally said to Evan's face, I will kick your ass. He threatened to go to George, Jordan Rogers' <laughs> house after the show and fight him. He addressed this on Jimmy Kimmel a few days ago. Did he go? No, I wonder if he, he would. He said he wouldn't go, but he'd have people go in like his own joking way, of course. But he seemed way more likable on Jimmy Kimmel. Well, sure. And he's, play, he's playing a character, obviously. Mm-hmm. He was hyaming it up, especially towards the end, when she realized everyone was going after him. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, telling Jordan Rogers you kick his ass. I mean, Jordan Rogers, the hype. Where's what, the hype? What do you think of Jordan Rogers' haircut? Too much, man. You, Too you, much. He needs to trim a little bit. You just—it's like it's so you're, floppy. You're missing the product. Like that hair's mad long. I don't, right. I don't know how it's like. I don't know. I'm not gonna nerd out on the dude's hair, but yeah, cut the hair, man. Come on, this is Bachelorette. Nothing is off limits for Bachelorette <laughs> talk. But so Chad got eliminated this week by this little pipsqueak named Alex, yeah, who then steps right into Chad's role as the biggest bully in the house. Yeah, they're and calling him the Kingslayer, like on Game of Thrones. They they pop champagne and sprayed it in his yeah, face. They, caked him they right. put him on top of their, their shoulders and were carrying him around mm. just because he got Chad kicked off the show. Yeah, and Chad is a lot more. It plays a much better villain than Alex does. Exactly. Alex is a whiny yeah, little he's, bitch. He's entitled as hell. Yes, like absolutely. Th- this week he got mad at a character named Derek, who I know you don't like. Derek's just a square. He he's he's John he's John Krasinski. He's he's Jim from The Office, but if Jim wasn't likable, yeah, and Jim already was a square last time I checked. <laughs> that that's actually very true. Great point. Moving on. So Derek gets a sympathy row. Is basically saying. To JoJo, oh, I don't know about our connection. I feel like blah blah blah. Up to you. Yeah, so JoJo's like, oh, I really want to reassure you. Alex got so mad, and it somehow cut from him like looking all like put together to the next shot. His hair it looked like he was wearing a wig. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I know I'm commenting on a lot of hair, but that hair was bizarre on mm. Alex. And he just kept, and then he went in on Derek and was like, Yo, bro, why are you getting a sympathy rose, dude? It's 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 the game, like you. He's trying to compete against you, bro. Exactly. Stand out. Don't call out the other dude. Step- it didn't work for Chad, unfortunately. Right. And then he tattled on Chad and got Chad kicked off. And now the show is not as good. Mm-hmm. However, we also lost a character named Evan. Yeah. And Evan... Or is it Starbucks, I assume? <laughs> Evan is actually a erectile penis doctor. Yeah, I saw that. I was, I was like, R- of course he is. Ridiculous. Of course you picked him. Ridiculous. Evan was voice of the he was the voice of the show mm. so he would narrate everything and he was a dweeb chad bullied him a lot chad ripped his shirt chad chad <laughs> made him flinch he flicked his tit he threw he just he was the biggest bully possible yeah, but chad you're, you're a little mean evan. evan stop stop being such a target stand up for yourself man yeah. but who was your favorite on the show wells 
Obviously. Radio DJ. You Nashville. mean heroin addict Wells. Wow. What was up with his Whoa. eyes this week? You sound like the Daily Mail right now, dude. <laughs> what was up with the dude's eyes? They were so sunken in. He was just blowing his eyes out because he doesn't know if he can commit to a relationship with this beautiful woman, clearly. <laughs> so Wells, on the opening episode, had an acapella group follow him around. Every time he hung out with JoJo, they sang to, to them. Yeah. That's a little weird. That's a little weird. Wells, Wells is... A, is a cool kid, like a cool guy in the house, I would say. You know who's not cool? James Taylor. James Taylor's destroyer guitar. Weenie, you asshole. <laughs> no, you're not an asshole. You, you just suck. You're lame. Yeah, I mean, enough. enough we get it. Really, the, the show right now is is Aaron Rodgers. Or sorry, not Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Rodgers. And I told you all you need to know. Exactly, Jordan Rodgers, the second best Rodgers brother. But uh, you know who? As I, Chad would say, you're a failed quarterback. <laughs> you know who? That's I, actually correct. Uh, you know who I think gets down to the final final three because final two is hard to predict because the Luke. the home dates. Luke is in there, and I think Chase is in there too. Chase. There's not much to chase, but I Vanilla, think he's in there. Exactly. All right, so who would you put in your final three? I think Alex gets in. Oh, I'm not picking him. I'm just saying he gets oh, in. Oh, if Alex gets in, that's Alex, that's a travesty. Alex, Luke, and the homie Wells. That's a literal travesty. And Wells comes in with the underdog victory. So you're saying Alex, Jordan, and Wells. Alex, Jordan, Luke, and Wells. That's my four. That's your four. They'll probably, right. they'll probably take out Wells by a three. Yeah, probably. He's an underdog. Yeah, he's too skinny. Too skinny, but I, I think you know that... really skinny? Big you. Sean. You know who he dated? Ariana Grande. <laughs> well, speaking of Big Sean, actually, no, There's I, this has nothing to do with Big Sean, but I was trying to do something there. There's a bunch of festivals coming out in the fall, and That's their correct. lineups were released this week. Yeah. And Chance the Rapper, he's everywhere, man. So yeah, Chance, Chance the, the Rapper, better. Kanye, The Weeknd, Kygo, which I'm not, I don't know how Kygo gets put up on the top line. Yeah, interesting. But <laughs> Kygo will be there. The Meadows. The Meadows Arts and Music Festival in Queens in, at like Corona city. Park slash City Field. Yeah, it's where Electric Daisy Carnival is held every right, year. Right, EDC, so. right. Yeah, it's happening, well, October like 1st and 2nd, I think, 2nd and 3rd, mm-hmm. one of those. And first and second, I, I don't know if they're gonna do this every year, but it's essentially a replacement for Governor's Ball Sunday. It's made by the same people, and mm-hmm. Kanye West is headlining, of course, because his Governor's Ball set was unfortunately canceled, mm-hmm. much to our chagrin. Yeah, so obviously, I mean, you can't really hate the Kanye chance line, especially when Kanye's tickets to He's MSG are $199 for the cheapest seats on SeatGeek. Yeah, right St. Pablo Tour at MSG yeah. is really expensive. So, so for like 40 bucks more, you can see Chance and Kygo, if you want, and Weekend and Pusha T and a few other artists that we don't technically know yet. Right, Pat? Right. Well, if you follow any kind of music festival site, which uh, follow InfoRu, which is probably mm. the best place to go. It's a message shout board. Out yeah, shout out InfoRu. I'm a huge lurker on that site. Mm. That's what you do. They did a little investigation, and it seems like the second line the band crossed out is Pretty Lights, which is a pretty good EDM group. And then... Is it, is it, I thought it was one dude. It is one. But Pretty Lights also performs with the band at times. Oh, okay. Like, for example, when, when we saw him uh, in Halloween several years ago, yes. he had a full band with him. Avalanche is another EDM group. Yeah, you're um, a big fan of Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, they, they haven't released an album in 15 years. They're, that's, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, and their album, which was called Since I Left You, is considered one of the biggest, most influential EDM albums of the 2000s. Since I Left You, it sounds like the soundtrack of all of the Bachelorette guys. Great point. <laughs> and maybe maybe we'll add that song to the end. No copyright infringement mm. at all. But yeah, they, they just started getting back together. They released a 
song called Frank Sinatra several several weeks ago. They released Ooh. another song called Coloring. Uh, or no, it might just be called Color. I, I'm sure. But they released that, I believe, a week ago now. So they're slowly dropping ago. some. They're, apparently they're having some visa issues, which is why they aren't oh, technically where they from? on the lineup. They're from the UK. Uh, no, actually, no, I'm sorry. They're from Australia. And I, I believe one of them is from the, uh, the United Kingdom, and they ended up in Australia at the same time, but uh-huh. they're having visa issues, so they can't technically say that they're doing a U.S. tour yet until they get that figured out, but they're scheduled for the moment, so mm-hmm. that would be freaking awesome to see them. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, I think the only downside to me for this lineup is there's no good rock on here. Yeah, there's really no good rock, but, you know? The 1975 is the highest build rock band. The sound of your heart, dog. Uh, that I, song is awesome. Uh, the sound by 1975. Uh, video. Listen to that song. Big fan. It's a, it's a spice. It's a terrible song. But if you want to hear some real rock, the Savages. It's an all-girl band from London. It's a great name. And they they dress extremely hardcore. Like they mm. wear all black, slicked back hair, and they freaking rock. If you saw their Coachella live stream or their performance, if you were there, I know all you Coachella fans are listening. Yeah. They killed it. So I will definitely be checking out Savages and probably Temper Trap too. Their first album was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sylvanesso, also a band to keep an eye on at this festival because they'll be popping off. Yeah, and also another festival is happening a little before that. This festival is not brand new. It's Made in America, of course. The Budweiser, Budweiser's ex-Jay-Z festival that happened, mm-hmm. started, I think, three, four years ago in Philadelphia on Labor Day weekend. And the lineup's okay if you like hip-hop like me there's there's some positives but honestly i think the best made in america lineup was arguably their debut when they had kanye and good music jay-z and beyonce that's that's a lot yeah that's a incredible this one i mean i would love to see travis scott travis scott's at made in america and if he was at meadows i would lose my shit because my favorite non-hamilton song right now night show and no, I don't know. No, that song's no, okay. that song's been out for a while. Is Travis Scott's Uber Everywhere Freestyle Remix. <laughs> it came out in April and I watched the live video of him performing it for the first time and like all Travis Scott live shows, he absolutely destroys it. He has so much energy on stage. And that Uber Everywhere Freestyle so good. Uber to your crib, I cannot wait. So yeah, I love to see Travis Scott, but then Double XL Freshman, there's like four of them. Little Uzi Bird, Kodak Designer. Black, five of them. Denzel Curry designer and Dave East so that's cool I guess yeah I, I don't know I think if I had one word to describe this lineup it'd be meh mm. and that, that I think that's just because Coldplay is like the most vanilla band yeah, ever you saw the Super Bowl I know you saw the Super Bowl I was did. listening at home and what do we remember we remember Beyonce and Bruno Mars dancing his ass off right Chris Martin's mellow ass whatever right singing yellow on freaking 50 I don't think Coldplay's good at all but that's me they're, they're, they have some good songs especially their older stuff but they're very just met they're, they're way more pop I think the only thing that's really interesting about this lineup is like the middle type uh, EDM Martin Garrix Jamie XX Adventure Club and Maddion are all mm. awesome DJs on the rise um, DJ Mustard shout yeah, out yeah DJ Mustard so, oh ASAP Ferd so they, they I I mean, if you like hip-hop... Grayson Tiller, he'll be at Meadows, too, though. Playboy no. Cardi should have been XL. So for sure. Yeah, there's there's some good, like, mid-tier, up-and-coming hip-hop on this, but really, that's it. It has to be, like, your calling card to this festival, I think. Because, like you said, if, it, if it's not, then what are you really there for? Rihanna and Coldplay? Eh, so, right. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. 
I will not be attending. I mean, Chance is there, obviously. We like Chance, but Chance is also at Meadows. Yeah, and, and I think the festival we haven't talked much about, and we probably won't go too much into today, but the same weekend as the Meadows, the Roots picnic is yes. going to be in New York City. And it's got the Roots backing up D'Angelo, John Mayer, Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, in quotes. You know? Right. But, I mean, if you had to go to one of these, that might be the best lineup, but I'm way too pumped to see Kanye Chance and the Avalanches yeah. to ever pass up the Meadows, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked We'll see that. you at the Meadows on October 1st. Yeah, if you're going or you're interested, tweet at us, at Nostalgia Pod. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll have a meetup. Maybe we'll even do a live pod there. We'll live Periscope or something. Per- yeah. we'll, we'll figure a it out. A live pod, that's a lot. A live pod would be fun. Now, now that we're kind of moving into this hip-hop music festival realm here, Day and age. About an album that just came out from YG. Yeah. YG. Sophomore album. Still Brazy. YG <laughs> is a Los Angeles-based gangster rapper from Compton, California. And... From Compton, California. If you know anything about YG, then you'd be familiar with his breakout album, My Crazy Life from 2014, with, you know, My Hit of My Hit of. <laughs> and Who Do You Love with Drake, and I Just Want to Party, and Left, Right... A lot of bangers, a lot of good songs, really good gangster rap album, very throwback West Coast sound. And the second album, Still Brazy, Brazy with a B. We're still not really sure why he switched it from Crazy to Brazy, but it's fine, let it go. <laughs> this album is awesome. This is classic Cali G Funk, and the lyrics, Pat, I know you mentioned this to me off air, the lyrics actually are really poignant. There's some real meaning to this. And honestly, it's a really solid project. It's a real cohesive album, and it's really refreshing because, I mean, apart from what Kendrick Lamar's been doing, a traditional West Coast album is pretty rare. I'm not a huge YG fan. As I do this podcast with Dave, it really opens my eyes to a lot of different hip-hop <laughs> that I would not normally listen to. But like um, Denzel Curry with the shot. <laughs> move, moving on from that, I was reading that YG got shot. More than once, yeah. This is like the second time, I think. And, it was like a few months ago. And that kind of led to a, a lot of what went in around this. I mean, I think yeah. the emotional... There's ju- a song called Who Shot Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I was going to say, I think Who Shot Me is probably the my favorite song. Yeah, it's good. Maybe the best song. And it also kind of sets the tone for the album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think, the third song. Yeah. In, and, uh, Don't Come to L.A. Right yeah. before that's really good, too. It's really introspective. When you hear this kind of music, like this uh, West Coast funky sound, you kind of think of Tupac, Snoop yeah, Dogg, different sure. people like Absolutely. that. But when you hear his voice, I think, like, the game, and I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna be trash. No, he was really good. I was pleasantly surprised by yeah, myself. He really enunciates his words, too. It's not like, does he pretend he's not a gangbanger? No, obviously. There's a song <laughs> called Boo Bomb and Collective because he's a blood and won't say words with the letter C because, you know, Crips. So I think we know now why he named the album Still Brazy. Yeah, but the first time was My Crazy Life. Crazy was with a K. Right. So... Either way, there's a song on there, Why You Always Hating with Drake. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as good as Who Do You Love from his first album with Drake. That's I thought that classic. was one of the best songs. It is a good though. song still, though, yeah. Uh, the title track's still crazy. Real big fan of that. And then he comes hard with some politically charged bars at the end. Started off with single FDT. Mm-hmm. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, so what do you think about that, Dave? I know you're a big Donald Trump supporter. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's it is funny. And Apparently the Secret Service, there was some something with Secret Service. Looked into YG, making sure he wasn't actually going to kill Donald Trump. <laughs> and, like, I mean, him and, like, Nipsey Hussle on the feature, they're all like, don't, 
you know, kind of like what the first song says, don't call them L.A. because you hate us, so we'll hit you back, and, you know, Yo, we if, got shoppers on deck. I, I think I think if, if YG killed Donald Trump and had to go to prison, he would definitely be featured on Kanye's ne- next album mm-hmm. on a, a weird phone call somewhere yeah. near the end of it. So it, like it, it might not be a bad career move, you know? It might not be a bad career move. And the, the song right after that, Browns and Blacks with Nipsey Hussle, that's about Donald Trump's racist right. views on Mexicans, so... And, and then, black people. Yeah, exactly. And then it comes in in the very last song, Please Get Away of Murder, is about uh, police brutality. So it really... Especially in L.A. And how they... Of course. It, it's perceived that they add in more to the troubles in the criminal community there than they actually help try to find right. any solutions. So like the lyrics start off really poignant and introspective about YG, and then by the end they get really political and commentary on society. So really good project. Definitely give it a listen. It's on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, I would I would definitely recommend it. Just skip over She Wish She Was. That mm. song is trash. It's a little um, But if you had to pick three songs off this album that stand mm. out to you, what would you pick? Still Brazy, title track. I think that's mm-hmm. the easiest song to get into right. as of a single. Probably Don't Come to L.A. And then probably Why You Always Hate with Drake. Yeah, I had Why You Always Hate and Don't Come to L.A. And I actually had twist my fingers oh yeah that, that song yes. had me swaying literally yeah. in my seat at work twist, twist my fingers came out as a single last summer in 2015 yeah that song's very good too that's yeah. all about like gang affiliations yeah but it has a, a great beat and it yeah. really actually gets you, really good. yeah gets you moving so definitely listen to yg's new album still brings dave snapchatted about it he used the fire snapchat filter <laughs> for it so it's a very accurate filter so now before we move on spoiler alerts from here on out so if you right. don't watch Game of Thrones if you don't want to know what happened on this week's Game of Thrones, which if you don't know by now, what are you doing? Yeah. Go go get an HBO Now account and figure it out. Or we'll be talking spoilers. off your friends. Yeah, exactly. I use all my friends' accounts for that stuff, so I haven't paid for anything in years. Except SoundCloud Pro. Shout out Rob Spano. <laughs> Moving on, Game of Thrones. So, yes. Battle of the Bastards. Episode 9, Season 6. It was a pretty awesome episode. It was fantastic, dude. It was I- their biggest set piece ever? It's on par with Hard Home from last mm-hmm. year, right? Yeah. And Blackwater and uh, Battle of uh, Castle Black. It's... It took them 25 days to shoot it. As I think it's definitely the biggest set piece they've it's ever It's basically had. Braveheart on TV. I-, I was thinking about this. I was trying to think, when was the last time I can remember Game of Thrones being shot that beautifully? I mean, they always have some great shots of like scenery or like the dragons flying over marine and st- stuff like that. Which also happened in this episode. Yeah, which we will get to. But I, I think this might be the most beautifully shot episode I can remember. It reminded me a lot of Breaking Bad in mm. just the way that, that they used not only like close-ups to really give you a sense of like suffocating when Jon Snow was being trampled yeah, on. Yeah, that was interesting. But also like, like the way that they pulled back and they would show you the way it was set up, the whole scene, like the skyline view. So. Yeah. Yeah, the overhead Jeez. Nuts. I think there are a lot of frustrating things to me in this episode, though. Yes, like character decisions? Yes. Right. Where do you want to start with? We got, okay, why don't we start with the the major one? Rickon, Serpentine, bro. Yes. Serpentine. That's exactly what we got. Serpentine, (laughs) bro. If an alligator's chasing you, you run Serpentine, and then he will follow your every move, and they'll slow him down. Right. Arrows... Do not move. No. Magically. He's not the... Ramsey Bolton is not the green arrow. He doesn't have magic arrows. He's firing a longbow at you, bro. Why did you run in a straight fucking line right to John? <laughs> even if he had, even after the first one had missed, if he turned around and like slowly backpedaled, that gives you so much more of a better chance because you can gauge it, you can move out of the way. Do something other than run straight, Rickon. And 
that was shot awesomely because right at the it end, was. they almost gave you a little fake. Like, oh, he made it. Oh, right. fuck, no, he didn't. Nope, nope. And I'll be honest, in going to this episode, I had no doubt that Jon Snow would survive. And I also had no doubt that Rickon would die during the course of the episode. Neither did Sansa. But yeah, that's exactly. Go on. Just, just because th- there was no really point to establishing Rickon's character for the first this time, late. which would have happened, and he doesn't bring any purpose. He's really just a plot device as a young child and a Stark male. So right. I expected him to die. I liked the way they shot it with the arrows. Mm-hmm. Adds on to Ramsay's villainy, so it was done well. And yeah, Sansa though, Sansa basically is like he's a goner. Yeah, and you have to not let that done. affect you. John yeah. pulled a Ned, and as we know. Ned was an idiot. Yeah. I mean, he's very honorable. John. Great quality. John gets his horse shot out from under him, and he's basically there with Longclaw in the field as the Bolton Calvary charges at him. And and if they actually, you know, attacked him, he would have been dead. But no, they ran right by him primarily and went after John's forces. Right. But that shot when he was on foot. Dodging the horses, it. dodging the arrows. That but, was that was the most beautiful thing in the episode. So did you watch the first season of True Detective? Yes, it's fantastic. Do you remember shout the out Russ Cole. Yeah, do you remember the single shot of Russ Cole yeah, in, in the trap house? Yes, they they escape. It yeah. follows him through one the yard. Continuous tracking shot. Yes. That was that was amazing. Which one was better? That or this tracking shot of Jon Snow? I have to go with True Detective just because it was longer. And there's some CG in in right. this, this throne sequence. So it's fine. I would I would totally agree with you. However, this tracking shot was freaking amazing. Yeah, and at so yeah. many points, you're like, John, watch out! And then a horse gets taken out from Sometimes behind. Sometimes blind luck. Yeah. Someone kills him, on, like, kills the enemy uh, on his behalf. The arrows come on. Ramsey's raining arrows on everyone, his men yep. included. Yeah, it was crazy. When the bodies pile up, they get surrounded. It was so chaotic. Really good. And, and, but talking about Sansa, yeah. I think this might be the most interesting thing to figure out for me so sansa wrote this letter to littlefinger correct asking for the veil to help them with their cavalry to win this battle yes because the veil knights they didn't fight in the war five kings so they're all fresh and ready to go so the night before they're talking war strategy and john says to davos and thormund we are doubled up in terms of men here we we have yeah we have half their men and we uh, have un- unskilled fighters, and yeah. they have a castle. And are we gonna? How are we gonna win this battle? And he's like, "We're we're so outnumbered." And Sansa's just like, "Yep, you are. Don't do anything stupid." And mm. then doesn't mention. You didn't ask oh, me about Ramsey, did you? I yeah. know him better than all of you. Right, but she fails to mention. Oh wait, I have a whole cavalry that and might of correspondence be correspondence with Peter Baelish and this fresh army. So That'll save a lot of your army's ass. So did Sansa use John as a puppet to be? I don't Ramsey? know if she trusts him. Mm. I'd be very interested to see. I assume maybe we'll get at least a small scene with them in the finale. Oh, yeah. I'd be interested to see what their relationship is at the moment, just because John's gonna have to bring that up. He's like, "Yo, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Not only could you have potentially saved Rickon, but all of my men almost got slaughtered. If you didn't, if you you could have showed up late and we're all gone, you know? Right? Why didn't you tell me?" I could have waited. Why didn't you, you know? Right. I don't think she trusts John all the way. Maybe she wants to make him play Winterfell for herself. Hmm. Technically, it goes to her because everyone thinks Bran's dead. So, and John's a bastard. Because you also see the scene at the end where Sansa kills John, kills Ramsay yeah. by feeding him to the dogs. And yeah. you see her walk away and she looks all stone-faced and sad. And, and then she smiles. She's not a victim anymore. But is she turning into the, a new villain on this show? I don't know. I don't know how many more chances it'll have to be villainous. 
But John is obviously the the main protagonist of this show. Yeah, obviously. John and Danny. Right. Obviously. So, with that said, if she's going against John in any way, if she's somehow setting him up for failure, failure, that would make her an antagonist. I don't know. I'd be more intrigued to see what happens with Davos and Melisandre, because right. Davos has the smoking gun now. Mm-hmm. He knows that they burned Shireen. He loved her. Right. If he killed Melisandre, does he leave? Who knows, you know? The walkers, they're probably going to be on, on at the wall. Mm-hmm. The wall comes down. They're on top of the wall. They're getting past the wall by the finale. I'm almost positive. Right. So, moving on from the battle. Oh, actually, do you want to talk about Rams real quick? Yeah. I don't know if that's right. You want Rion? The actor who plays Ramsey, great job mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah, he really, he's fantastic. I think he's he was a better villain than Joffrey. Way better. Because he, he was Joffrey with ability. You know, Joffrey was a brat. Right. Joffrey couldn't have hit Rickon with that arrow. No, no. Jo- Joffrey couldn't have led the army the way that Joffrey Ramsey didn't slit did. any throats. Right. I mean, yeah. did he have Ned's head cut off? Sure. Did he beat Sansa? Yeah. But so, Ramsey was vile. He killed his dad. Yeah. You know, like, he was great, a great job on the show. The, vil- the villains are great. They're always portrayed very well. Ramsey, RIP 1 1, mm. offs 1 1, despite yeah. having an open shot at Jon Snow. Yeah. And then he tries to kill Jon Snow with an arrow, who then, he didn't shoot anywhere but at Jon's head, who Jon stopped it with that was badass. a shield three times in a row and beat the crap out of Ramsey, which yeah. was pretty, pretty satisfying to watch. Um, it's been a season of payoffs. Absolutely. And having Ramsey get immediately get knocked on his ass and pummeled and pummeled his face in was good. Absolutely. So we're going to move on to the, the other part of the episode real quick. So Danny Yes. And the slave owners, I guess. Like, what are their actual yeah, the, names? The masters. The yeah, wise masters. The, the masters, right. You guys. Um, they have a meeting, and yep. the masters are like, oh, we have you beat. Surrender. We got some boats. Bro, you saw her arrive on a dragon, <laughs> and you're about to say you have her beat? What are you thinking? <laughs> so Danny says, nah, Drogon, let's burn this shit to the ground. Yeah. And... That's pretty much what they do. Yeah, the other dragons bust out. And, and that was freaking awesome. They need some HGH. <laughs> yeah. You know? Dragons Dragons are the are maybe my favorite part of the show. It's funny how season one of Game of Thrones was barely a fantasy show. And then here we are in episode nine of season six. And it's just three dragons <laughs> hovering and spewing fire on boats. Amazing. First of all, that's expensive ass CGI. Right. That's why we didn't see we didn't ghosts. See last... Oh, yeah, exactly. No ghosts in the battle because... Cost too much money. Sorry, yeah. get over it. Yeah, I'm not. He's not dead. Or I'm anything. not too worried about it. But that was also probably why we didn't actually see any dragon stuff last week when yeah. Danny came back. Which yeah, I, yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah, do we gotta do it? HBO doesn't have it in their budget. Then you know it's expensive, right? So basically, then they they kill off two of the the masters' leaders. Yeah. They tell the other person, "Go go tell your your hood." Mm. Yeah, yeah. We're coming. Great word. Um, nice little slash word. And then Danny also joins up with the Greyjoys. Yes. Good, good, good for them. I didn't they got really fast boats. Some people said that it was a little too quick for Danny to trust them. I say I don't need three episodes to see yeah. if she's going to join up with them. Hey, just like I don't need three episodes for to understand the boats took took some time to get there. Right, exactly. I, just like I don't need episodes showing a raven flying to know that they corresponded. Exactly. Just like when Lord Ferris shows up in the finale in King's Landing or some shit. Mm-hmm. I understand he was on a boat for some time before he got there. Exactly. I don't need wasted scenes. And the season's been very good about that. So, the penultimate episode killed it as always on Game of Thrones. Yes, it did. Season finale next week, 75 minutes, The Winds oh, of Winter. Wow. Yes. So, what do you expect to see in this episode? It's winter time. 
we saw the White Raven, like the preview. It photo. was snowing while John and everybody were game planning for the Battle of Bastards. Yeah, what's the new hashtag? Winter has came. Winter's here. Came in that ass. Probably winter's. Here. <laughs> uh, that would be <laughs> quite a graphic hashtag. Yeah, <laughs> winter, winter is here. Yeah, I'd probably say winter yeah, is here. Winter has arrived. Yeah. Um, winter's here. So what are you expecting? So yeah, we got the trial for Cersei Lannister, right? The mountain. Franken Mountain, Sir Gregor Kugain. Yeah? I think Tommen is dead somehow. I don't know what shit happens. They were hinting at the wildfire that's been like buried in King's Landing. The maybe, rumors are true. Maybe Lord Varys lets, unleashes the wildfire to get shit going. Maybe Cersei has Kyber to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Cersei probably makes it out okay. Yeah. But, and she probably won't last too much longer in the show, but I think she gets out of the finale. I think Tommen's gone. I think something something's gonna change the high sparrow. We got Marjor- to. Marjorie and Loris are involved. I mean, maybe Kevin and Pycelle. There's a lot of King's Landing characters. I think the fat will be trimmed. It should be good. King's Landing has been. And then I think Danny gets on her boats with the the Greyjoy boats, and uh, it's like I'm leaving. King's Landing has been boring to me. Really, see, like, it's been super interesting to me, but nothing has really nothing, happened yet. Right. I really want to see it happen because, like, the whole like power struggle with Lannisters, the Tyrells, and the Faith. I'm super into that. I want to see that play out. I feel we like haven't seen it really. I feel like it's taking too long. Yeah, it's like Arya's thing. Right, exactly. Kind of stall it to the rest of the show could happen. Yeah, because all these things need to kind of time up at the right time for everything to come together. Arya, do you think Arya will show up on a fast boat and already be in Westeros? I was wondering. Or we'll just that. know that she will see her get on a boat. I, I was I was wondering where Arya is going. You gotta figure. She, there's another conversation with Jackin, right? Or is she just leaving him? I think she's just telling him, yeah, yo, know. if you come at me again, Needle's going to F you up. I mean, I guess it depends. Did you think Jackin had any affinity for Arya? If so, if he wouldn't let her go, he'd at least tell her one last thing or something. I don't know. Maybe reveal who he really is. I don't know. Hmm, that'd so be Arya's an interesting one. I think by the end, maybe it's the final frame, maybe it's Danny leaving, but the White Walkers find a way to get past the wall because the magic keeps them in yeah i think i think it'll be something with some way to get past the wall will be one of the last scenes oh and maybe second to last and bran we'll see bran again and hopefully tower of joy yeah hopefully that'll finish tower of joy we'll know what's up with down stark up there assumingly some parentage for a certain long-locked black-haired individual that just fought a big battle Um, bran has to be going to westeros is that correct or is it... You mean go, go south of the wall again? Right. I, I would imagine, because where... Well, isn't there another tree there that he could potentially... Unless he... Is he going to go to, like, the, the heart of winter, quote-unquote, where, like, the White Walkers are from? But it's like, will Benjen Coldhands take him there? Like... Right. I don't really know. And also, if Bran does go south, what's he do there? I, we should get a good hint of what's next for Bran and... Right. I'm really excited for Bran's part because I feel like he he was such a big part at the beginning of the yeah. season and then he just wasn't in it again. It's like, dude, give me some Bran. I want to see some backstory. I want you to fill in some of these holes for me. I, think I want this happen. to start moving. Yeah, absolutely will. It's been moving. What, what will Jamie's role be? He's got to be coming back to King's Landing, maybe, right? Maybe he shows up at King's Landing as the wildfire goes and off. And he has to make a decision like he did last time? Perhaps. That... I would be fine. I don't know if we see Brienne again. If we do, maybe she meets up with the Hound. I bet. I, I could see Brienne dying. 
Uh, she's I not in the immediate conflict. But but the thing is, right that now. Her, her sword has dragon glass in it, correct? So, it's Valyrian steel, yes. Oh, Valyrian steel, yes. Yeah. So it, it's pretty essential. It's made, it was made for Ned's. But I wonder if if wherever she's traveling to, which I guess I, I can't remember if we know or not. Yeah, him, her and Potter on the boat, assumingly going back north to meet back up with Sansa and John. Gotcha. That'd be the assumption, which, because they're already in the Riverlands, and that King... could make them pass through and meet up with the Hound. Ah. And that'd be a cool interaction to see. Yeah, absolutely. Arya and the Hound would be another interaction to see. So it's Sansa and the Hound. So hmm. do we even see the Hound go north again? Because the, the conversation the Hound and Beric and Thoros had hinted that the, those guys knew that the Walkers, shit was going on. Right. So that's probably the way they would go. Clegane Bowl not happening. The Hound's not going to no. fight his brother. Which I'm actually... I'm actually kind of happy yeah, about it. I'm happy it wasn't super predictable, 100%. Right. There's definitely a lot of, of different loose ends to tie up. If you had to take a bet on the last scene, what, what do you think yeah, the last scene is going to be? That's a good one. Honestly, I feel like Danny getting on her ships, it's just too obvious. I think it should be the walkers, man. Uh, like the walkers, like the Night's Kings like on the wall, they're through the wall, something right. to that effect. Well, if you think about last season, it was Jon Snow lying in the blood. Yeah. Lying in his own blood, dead. And everybody's like, oh, crap, Jon Snow is dead now. I could definitely see it either being, like, the Tower of Joy reveal. Mm, um, Or, because this season has been a lot about having a satisfying sense to it in terms Mm. of characters having their moments, I could see something where maybe another one of the Starks, like Arya or Bran, maybe they make it to Winterfell and... They join something happening up. with Bran. S- something, yeah, I, I think something with Bran where you start to realize that he's going to be super important moving forward. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. I, I think it might actually be a happy ending to the season. But I could also see it being King's Landing up in flames, and we're just like, mm-hmm. wow. I think that's the meat of the episode. So we'll see. But definitely tune in this Sunday. Actually, I, w- I won't be able to watch it live, so I will be off social media until mm-hmm. like midnight. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, w- I was on social media during the NBA Finals and. Didn't really have much of the battle spoiled for me. No. I kind of assumed Ramsey would die, so... Yeah, the, the battle was like, wasn't uh, super surprising. Yeah. I think and that... one one I was I, I was like, happy Tormund survived. I thought yeah. he could have di- died. I, I thought so, too, but I'm glad Tormund made it. I think that's what actually makes this episode more impressive. Just one final point, is that Battle of the Bastards, we kind of knew John was going to make it, Ramsey. Ramsey's going to die. Because there's no point in Ramsey dying later. It has to be now. Right, and I still felt... Anxiety watching John get trampled. I yeah. still was like, "Oh crap! Is John I mean, really I, about to be cut down by this cavalry?" Like in my mind, I still was like, "Wow!" Man, if they killed John just by being trampled, what a shit way to go! I know. After after everything we invested in him, I just feel like I'm done with this. So hands thrown up. Yeah. Anyways, that's our episode for this week. Hit us up with some feedback at, at @nostalgiapod on Twitter. Also, you can follow me at Sheeny World Peace on Twitter, S-H-E-E-N-Y-W-R-L-D-P-A-C-E. Shout out Meta World Peace. And you can follow the show at SoundCloud.com slash NowStylePod. Yeah, also that. on iTunes. If you gave us a review, that'd be really, really awesome. Please let us know. If you leave a funny review, we'll read it on the air at the beginning. So do that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right. And keep your eye out for our poll on our yeah. Twitter page about what we should name the Tom Hiddleston, Taylor Swift power couple yeah because uh, if you think chad was really cool and shouldn't have been taylor <laughs> bachelorette tweet at nostalgia pod let me know why we, so I agree. we should start a movement for chad to be the next bachelor mm, yes we should start that yes you can also spot me on twitter at martin swagger m-a-r-t-n-s-w-a-g-r have a good week and this here has been a long round so i gotta go with logic the one nobody would vouch for how's that shit for an outro